Welcome to Bite Size Jazz, your weekly taste in new albums and new artists, with new episodes coming out every Tuesday. Stay up to date by following Bite Size Jazz on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can get sneak peeks of all the best interviews coming up. I'm Stephanie Steele. Thanks for joining me. Today's guest on the podcast is a band that is based out of Salt Lake City. They call themselves La Dad and the Ninos. Yeah, so I'm Tyler. I sing and write songs and play piano and guitar. My name is Chris, Christopher Burt. Don't forget. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I play the drums and I, I help write and arrange, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My name is Dave Montrose. I play bass in the group. But yeah, I also help a little bit with arranging, writing, and providing ideas to the group. They recently released a new single called Nowhere Else I'd Rather Be, and it's part of an album that they plan to release later this summer. They say their music is influenced by genres like R&B, soul, and jazz, a mesh of musical styles, kind of like their name, La Dad and the Ninos, a purposely nonsensical mix of French, English, and Spanish. Tyler and Dave played music in school together, and Dave and Chris found themselves playing lots of gigs together, so when the three of them started jamming, they really hit it off. We have something clicked right off the bat, and I remember saying something like, man, like, we gotta just, like, tour the U.S., like, let's do this, and I remember Chris said, yeah, I mean, that's something I've always wanted to do, so might as well be with with this group. Yeah, why not with Dad? I think we have a shot, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Are you guys still trying to work up to that touring around the U.S.? We don't have like a set date with that goal, but certainly the U.S. and, and the world, so. <laughs> We're going to conquer the world, you know. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> fine, that's fine. We'll move to the moon and then to Mars, yep. the rest of the inner solar system. and then... <laughs> Just conquer it one by one, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> now, who does most of the writing in the group, or is it pretty equally split? So I, I would say I start all of the songs. There's been a few that like have started with, with the groove first and then written. Usually I'll be sitting at the piano and, and write out chords and melody, put some words to it. Once it's kind of a developed idea, then I um, bring it to Chris and Dave. I find any time I've been with the group and been like, hey, let's write a song, it just never goes anywhere. <laughs> you kind of have to have something to a sn- snowball to start rolling. Someone has to bring an edit to the table. So would you describe your general like workflow together with writing songs? Are you guys pretty flexible and open to ideas when you guys are working together? Yeah, like, so as Dave mentioned, um, the seed for an idea can come from anyone. Um, but then we sort of have like our roles that we generally tend to play. But I mean, I sometimes offer melodic input or harmonic input and dave sometimes offers groove input or hits or whatever you know things like that so there's no set rules i would yeah. i would say you know? yeah we have i mean just like almost like a marriage or whatever you know you have roles that like <laughs> you kind of generally play but it doesn't mean that you know you can't like also do other things as well like it's just yeah you know it's a family you know it is with really. dad and the ninos yeah <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> She's up in somewhere. I'll, I'll put that on the podcast. Here, say, La Dad is looking for La Mom. <laughs> now, where did that name come from? So I, I've worked at a janitorial job for a long time. I quit like a year ago. One of the teenagers that I worked with just like called me La Dad once, I think. 
I don't even remember the context and it just really stood out to me and I was like, whoa, if I leave my band someday, I had a band at the time um, and just go solo, that's what I'm going to go by. And so when I went solo, the decision was already made. But then playing just alone for a while, like it, it definitely has its limits, especially live, you know, doing loops or, or something. Not the same as a full live band. So yeah, but once we came together and kind of thought of like, this actually kind of has turned into more of a band thing than than just my solo well, and it's project. cool too because i mean since you started with doing your solo stuff and you're under the name ladad like you said you can release like poser or you can release other songs under ladad and yeah. have it be kind of your own thing mm-hmm. and then when we come together it's ladad and the ninos yeah. kind and, of as a group almost and it, in in turn we sort of set up the ninos to be similar like we can release other things you know because mm-hmm. actually the ninos we just found ourselves playing for a bunch of different artists basically we're kind of the band for a bunch of different artists and so our thing is like we're the band for a lot of artists but we also are writing original music just the ninos so and, and it's kind of funny too because like ladad and the ninos it's like french english and spanish and it's just kind of this mesh it's it's intentionally supposed to be like Nonsense. Nonsensical, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Chris was the one that came up with the Ninos. That's so. funny. I love that. And so the song that you guys have, Nowhere Else I'd Rather Be, the single you guys just released, is it about a particular person? I'm curious. Um, <laughs> I think at the time I wrote it, like started writing it, it was. But um, it... um. It is no longer about that. More more hypothetical. Um, Like we say, La Mom. It's about La Mom. Yeah, Yeah, you can put it out as an ad. (laughs) This song could be about you. (laughs) I'm gonna hold you by the fire. Gonna squeeze you a little tighter. Let's pull another on and I'm curious, is there a particular theme that ties the whole album together? There is, yeah. Um, so one of the songs we wrote um, is called How to Love, and it's more It's like, a tutorial. I'm just kidding. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> less, it's not a tutorial. It's a tutorial. How to, <laughs> it's how to love in five minutes. <laughs> From mom. In, Your discretion is advised. <laughs> just kidding. The lyric is, um, there's something special about the way you move but you're moving on to find someone who knows how to love. Um, saying like, I don't know how to love, like, I don't know why you're leaving me move, moving on. I just don't know how to do this love thing. And so the title of the song will be how to love question mark. Like how the heck do you, do you do this? You know, it's a, it's a journey. Each different song in the album kind of talks about a different type of love. Like I won't wait. Um, probably the next single we'll be releasing is more like a brotherly, family kind of love some of them are you know it with the ups and downs of of losing a loved one 
Yeah. And then the like sexy romantic stuff as well as it's part of it. So the one that we hope to release next, I won't wait, has kind of taken on a really like serious meaning for us because as Tyler said, it's kind of the brotherly love. Like I won't wait to tell you that I care that I that I love you. You know, and um, we so I'll let Tyler Tyler tell you about the the original um, impetus, but. Uh, for us, we, we recently lost, um, a band member to, uh, overdose. overdose. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Like, well, yeah, that's, that's what we'll say. So and, oh, I'm so uh, sorry. That's so hard. Yeah. It was really, really tough for sure. He was our saxophone player and he was like a really big part of the soul sure. of this group. Um, and so that song has kind of you know taken on some kind of special like meaning, meaning directed, to directed to him yeah so yeah. yeah so his name is brooks hyatt and he was the like no one spoke music like brooks Amen. he he just had this soul and um passion that was unmatched he um he had a solo in in I Won't mm -hmm. Wait. This is Brooks. Yeah, he happens right to be playing the bass in this picture. Instead of, but <laughs> he played the bass. He played the keys. He, he played the drums, those, saxophone. Just one of those people that just picks anything up and sounds better than you, and you're like, stop. He's yeah. like, he was like a musical prodigy, at least the way I saw him, because I was the first of everybody to kind of like gain a relationship with him, because we played in school together. Um, and I really looked up to him in like a musical way because he played jazz like nobody's business. And I, at the time was learning jazz, but I, I didn't really, I had been a classical player before that. So I didn't know anything in regards to jazz. And I kind of really looked up to him for like kind of inspiration. And he also gave me kind of a tough love um when we were in that group kind of like come on dave you got this like you can do better than this and it was just cool to to kind of have them him be that sort of a a good push and influence in my life and chris has done the same thing for me too but just like having people that are like helping to push you and become better but anyway yeah he just the way that he played sometimes you would just I don't know, nobody spoke through the instrument like I, I've ever heard than Brooks. He would like, it was like directly his his feelings and thoughts and like darkness that was inside of him was just like completely straight through the instrument. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody who knew him says the same thing about him and that he just lived and breathed music and that was who he was. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. He He did have a lot of, pain in his life he lost both of his parents um, a few years ago and and just a combination of things just and I think he just channeled his pain into the music and I don't I don't know that he could have um, been so expressive and soulful without having that that pain something about it kind of and we have a so sadly we never we never recorded anything of Brooks uh, it, the for the album we have videos and things but um, we we plan to have 
our friend Steve, who was also like his best friend um, and also an amazing saxophone player who we could describe similarly mm -hmm. as far as playing with passion. Um, we were, we're going to have him transcribe a solo that Brooks one time played on I Won't Wait um, at a live show, and he'll record that on the album kind of in Brooks's behalf. So, yeah. Wow. That'll be an amazing tribute. I mean, I can't even imagine that kind of loss. That must have been the heartbreaking for you guys. Yeah, there's no there's no good way to put it. It was it was just really really bad. It's a, a horrible thing. But we we met like let's say like 3 days after we we found out and kind of had like a a night in his memory kind of singing some of his songs and mm -hmm. we've um we won't stop talking about him, you know, or like he's, we're not going to like move on from, from Brooks. He's still part of the he's, band. He's going to be, yeah. Yeah. I think in general, like, I don't know, my perspective has just been that I've just been grateful that I knew him for as long as I did. And that, um, I don't know, we played a lot of music together in a lot of different groups and playing a lot of different instruments. Like there'd be times where I, he'd be playing keys, I'd be playing sousaphone. Or I'd be playing bass and he'd be playing saxophone or like he'd be playing drums and I'd be playing, you know, keys. We just like just this kind of relationship of like loving playing together, but not really like any particular instrument, just liking cycling through the instruments. And I don't know, I just love being in that environment where like he could just literally pick up anything and make it sound beautiful. So. I know he will be missed, but I'm just grateful that I was able to know him as long as I was. He sounds really amazing. To elaborate a little bit on how I Won't Wait relates to Brooks, like some of the words are, it's, I won't wait till tomorrow to tell you that I care, to tell you that I'll always be there. There's no joy without sorrow or hope without despair. And there's nothing that could change the love that we share. One, one takeaway I've taken from from losing Brooks is like, we don't know when the people we love are going to step out of our lives. Um, so just love deeply all, all along the way, let them know. And that originally came from- From another, me losing another, my father, yeah. Yeah, um, that's when he wrote it. Exactly. And now it's <laughs> taken on new meaning again, so. Yeah, and I think a lot of people can relate to that because I think we kind of take it for granted, the people we have around us, we think they're always going to be there. We think we'll always have a chance to, you know, if we have an argument, we think we'll have another chance to make it right, but you never know. You always want to make sure they know how you feel about them and that you care. Exactly. Mm -hmm. well said. So How to Love is the album, and hopefully this summer. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. Can't ignore the things you do. We've been listening to an interview with the band Ladad and the Ninos, with Tyler singing and playing the keys, Chris on drums, and Dave on bass. You can check out their single Nowhere Else I'd Rather Be, anywhere you find music, and keep an eye out for their album. It's coming out this summer. And if you want to check out more interviews with artists like this, you can subscribe to Bite Size Jazz on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public. I'm Stephanie Steele. Thanks for listening to Bite Size Jazz.